if you don't take the time to spend the time with Jesus and have that relationship with your Lord and your Savior and understand what the real reason of Christmas is, you're missing the boat. Hi, I'm Lori Harp, and this is my podcast. Like most women, I wear many hats. I am a nurse, a wife, a mother, a friend, an encourager, but most importantly, I am a child of the Most High God. For many years, I believed the struggles I faced were because I was doing something wrong. I would hate myself for not being perfect. Then one day, someone told me God loves me where I am. Yes, we all face struggles and we all have things to overcome, but with God, all things are possible. In this podcast, I want to unpack the many issues facing women today. There is nothing in this life, no mistake, no flaw, no scar that is too much for God. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, let's discuss real life issues through the lens of God's love. Get ready, let's harp on it. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Harp On It podcast. I'm Lori Harp, your host. Can you believe that it is almost Christmas time? It seems like this time of year, time just goes faster than normal. Or maybe it's just that we're busier. I'm not sure. I cannot believe that I am still shopping for Christmas because usually by this time of year, I'm pretty well wrapped and I am trying to do everything else. I usually have Christmas up and all of my lights are on the outside of my house and I have my trees up and all my decorations are done. But y'all, this year, I can't get it together. I don't know if it's because I went to Houston for Thanksgiving this year. I don't know if it was the combination of just being out of town and then getting back to town and just not getting Christmas up. But normally by this time of year, I have everything up. In fact, I was talking to Miranda last night and we were laughing because she was like, Mom, I can't believe you, Mrs. Claus, do not have Christmas up. But I don't. I I don't have my Christmas lights up outside. I don't have my tree up upstairs. I, I have Christmas up downstairs, but I don't have it upstairs. So I have a ton of boxes upstairs that are ready to go. And um, Mr. Harp came upstairs the other day and said, Hey, uh, what's going on, Mrs. Claus? Uh, Why is Christmas not up? And I'm just kind of like, well, I'm failing miserably. But I have... (laughs) I have been graciously dubbed as Mrs. Claus by most of my family. I think Miranda is the one that dubbed me as Mrs. Claus, probably because I like all things sparkly and shiny. And um, most years, my house looks a little bit like a Hallmark store exploded. And so I just love Christmas. I love all the shiny things. I love all the sparkly things. But... um, yeah, I just love taking the time to really make the experience for my kids uh, magical. I think I, 
I want to say I got that from my mom. Now, when my kids were younger, it was a lot easier to make it magical for them, truthfully, because I could take some oatmeal and some uh, glitter. I could sprinkle it outside and put some footprints in it. And then I could tell them that the reindeer had been there, that we were going to feed the reindeer. Um, it was a little bit easier. I could put stockings up and they were they were very enthralled with the simple things. As they've gotten older, I think it's a little bit more time consuming or a little bit more difficult to impress them. So it's been a little bit more arduous or a little bit more difficult to keep up the pace to maintain my title as Mrs. Claus. I would say that I probably got most of my Christmas ideas or my Christmas traits from my mom. When I was a kid, my mom always did Christmas really big and she did it really well. So we lived in a pretty big home when I was growing up, especially when I was in high school. Um, My mom always did really extravagant Christmas parties And she always did really big Christmas decorations as well. She always made sure that we always felt like Christmas was all about us. So we would make Christmas rosettes. Rosettes are Christmas cookies that you use a hot iron and you dip the hot iron in batter and then you fry the cookie in hot grease and then you put the cookie in... Uh, powdered sugar or sugar after that. Yes, they are fabulous if you're wondering. We have a Scandinavian heritage and that's a heritage that we carried on. We also carried in a lot of other different her- different cultural things from our heritage. And so mom would always make sure to incorporate all of those things into our Christmases. We always had several Christmas trees up. We would go Christmas caroling. We usually had at least two or three Christmas parties at the house. So it usually had a Christmas party for my parents' Sunday school class, my dad's business Christmas party, and then usually our youth group had a Christmas party as well. So I was trained very well from a young age on how to really encompass the magic of Christmas in our home. So when I was grown and had a family of my own, it was natural for me to try and emulate all of that into my own home, you know, almost perform or promote that idea of a magical Christmas Um, or this idea that has grown into something that maybe I can't keep up with. Um, But I am now supposed to have a perfect Christmas. And so this year, because of all the situation, I am sadly unprepared. So as I went into my quiet time this week, I have to be really transparent. I found myself really honestly I would say I was having a pity party and just really whining and I was really just upset 
that my Christmas wasn't up and I didn't have time to really spend the time that I needed to get Christmas ready and I couldn't really shop. I really couldn't get Christmas up. I couldn't get the lights up. I couldn't get the tree up. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. And I really felt like in those moments that I was just really whining and complaining to God that Jesus just said, Lori, just breathe. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I took a deep breath. I kind of took a sip of my coffee and I sat there for a moment and I felt like the Lord just said, you don't have to do all of this stuff. Like it was almost like God gave me permission to just be in that moment. And it seems kind of silly to say out loud because, you know, I have tremendous grace for other people. And if somebody came to me and they said, gosh, I don't have my Christmas up and I would look at them and I would, you know, kind of cock my head sideways and think, well, it is only December 2nd, for goodness sake, what are you thinking? And, and I would have tremendous grace for them. But then the expectation that I have for myself is that, well, it's December 2nd and the neighbor's lights are up and, and you look really ridiculous because you're not keeping up with the Joneses. And, and so the, bar that I set for myself is so different than the expectation that I hold other people to. Like I hold myself to a measure that I do not hold other people to. If I talk to other people the way that I talk to myself, I would not have any friends. And that's a ridiculous thing. So I have to take a moment while I'm sitting with Jesus and allow Jesus to tell me to re- think what I'm saying to myself. And, and and I have to take a moment and and say, okay, why am I telling myself all these nasty things? Like why am I saying that I'm I'm a failure and I'm a loser and I'm a jerk because I haven't done these things? Like that's that's a ridiculous thought. Like like who does that? Well Lori Harp does. Um because Lori Harp expects perfection out of herself and and that's not that's not really a reality, but that's where I am. And so I have to, in that moment, take my thoughts captive and allow myself a moment to pause and say, okay, who's telling me that I have to be perfect? Because it's not God telling me that I have to be perfect. It's not God saying, Lori, you need to be perfect. And your kids expect you to roll out a perfect Christmas. Your husband expects you to roll out a perfect Christmas. In fact, if you don't roll out a perfect Christmas, your husband's going to leave you and your kids are going to walk away and they're never going to talk to you again. That's what my brain plays. That's the track that my brain plays. But the, but the reality is that's, that's not truth. That's not really what's going to happen. My kids and my husband are like, honey, it doesn't matter if Christmas goes up on the 9th or if it goes up on the 10th. Look, we love you. We don't care about the lights and that kind of stuff. Christmas isn't about those things. Those things are nice. And we love that you do all of that for us. But Christmas isn't about that, honey. Christmas is about the time that we spend with you and about the time that we spend celebrating the fact that Jesus came to the earth and that he became man and that he 
walked out in flesh and spent the time on the earth and that later he died on the cross so that he could pay the penalty for our sins and that he could make the relationship between man and God right again so that man could spend forever with God in heaven. And and that's the real reason behind Christmas. But But what happens is my brain starts kicking all of these thoughts around that if I'm not perfect and I'm not measuring up, then all of these things are going to happen. So in that moment with quiet time and in that those moments, God reminded me that none of that is truth and that I need to take these thoughts captive. And I tell Jesus, I'm sorry for allowing all of these thoughts to take over and to just run rampant in my brain and that none of the stuff really matters. The tinsel doesn't matter. The wrapping paper doesn't matter. The bows don't matter. Yes, I want all of those up. Yes, I want all the magic of Christmas. Yes, I do. I'm planning on putting all of that up today. I'm planning on doing all of those things and I'm going to have a wonderful Christmas. I will have Christmas lights up. All of those things will happen. But it didn't make a difference in the reality of who I am and the relationship with the people around me if my Christmas lights go up on the second or they go up on the ninth. And Satan wanted to beat me up with those things and tell me that I wasn't a good person because I wasn't meeting a facade of a standard that I had set based on when my neighbors put the Christmas lights up. The other thing that happened during my quiet time, the Lord gave me a story from Luke 10. Now, this isn't really a Christmas story, but I think it fits in anyways. This story is from Luke chapter 10, and you guys can read it. I'm going to paraphrase it if you will allow me. This story is... um, about Mary and Martha. They are sisters and they are preparing a meal for Jesus and his disciples. They have been, Jesus and his disciples have been out ministering all day and they've come over to Mary and Martha's house for dinner. Martha is in the kitchen cooking and Mary is sitting in the other room with Jesus and his disciples. Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet, just listening to every word that Jesus has to say, because she's just enthralled with whatever Jesus says. But Martha's in the kitchen cooking, and she's doing all the work. So Martha's in there, and I'm going to paraphrase and add a little bit of Lori-isms, just because I like to add a little bit of the way that I read this to kind of help me understand it a little bit, because I can... I can relate to both sides of the story. So I can relate to Martha because when we went to Oklahoma, when we were um, younger and we would go to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving and the kids were small, when um, John's parents were alive, all of the women would be in the kitchen for Thanksgiving and we would all cook and the men would be in the living room watching TV watching football. And I would just be so frustrated. Like, why can't I be whipping mashed potatoes? Why can't those men be in here helping, you know? And my daughter in all of our sweetness would come in and she'd be like, mama, why are you so mad? And I'd be like, those men are watching football and they aren't helping at all. And my daughter would be like, mom, that doesn't matter. They're just, they're just having fun. Let them have fun. I'd be like, but they're not helping. And she didn't understand, right? Fast forward to this holiday um, when we were at Thanksgiving at Miranda's house and we had eaten dinner and everything was done and Miranda and I are in the kitchen doing dishes 
and John and Ethan had gone and they're reclined in the living room watching football. Now, the guys had helped tremendously with all of the meal preparation and everything, and they had just gone to recline and watch football, but Miranda and I are doing dishes. And Miranda looks at me, and she's washing a dish, and I'm washing a dish, and we're just doing something. And Miranda looks at me, and she goes, I now understand the frustration when the men are reclining, and we're doing dishes. And we just kind of had a moment where we giggled together. But I can understand why Martha was so frustrated with Mary because Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus and she's doing all the work. I mean, how many of us can understand that? How many times have you been doing all the work in whatever it is, whether it's at work, working, like you're at your job and you feel like you're doing all the work and -and so-and-so is doing something else and they're not doing anything and you're just like, why do they get to do blah, 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 and I have to sit here and work? I mean, how many times do we have those feelings? And then Mary, uh, I can relate with Mary because Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet and she's just enamored with Jesus. She's in love with Jesus. She, She just wants to sit on every word. I mean, how many times have you been starstruck or, or in a situation where you're just moved by the person that you're with and you just don't want to be away from that person. You just want to hear everything they have to say. I remember when John and I were first dating, I wanted to be with him every moment all the time. Like I never wanted to be away from him. And there would be moments that my mom would ask me to do something. I'd be like, no, no, sorry, sorry. I can't. John's talking. I'm sorry. I need to listen to what John said. So I can relate with either side of this story. But We'll fast forward for time's sake. So Martha comes out of the kitchen to tell Jesus, Jesus, are you not going to tell Mary to get up off of her tuchus and go in the kitchen and help me prepare this meal? Because Martha is fully expecting Jesus to tell Mary to go help Martha in the kitchen. Because remember at the time that the Bible is written, women are not really well respected. They're more of a position of they should be serving men than a position of respect. They do not have a lot of autonomy or a lot of position of being heard or having um any real position of say so when when she goes to Jesus to say you need to tell Mary to come work in the kitchen she fully expects him to tell Mary to go get in the kitchen but what happens is not that at all instead Jesus tells Martha I really appreciate that you're working so hard But what Mary is doing is so much more important than what you're doing. What you're doing is important and we all need to eat. And we really appreciate that you're cooking the meal and that you're doing all these things. But Mary is taking time to have a relationship with me. And that's so much more important. Now, remember that Jesus is going to go to the cross soon. Now, Mary and Martha don't know that Jesus is going to die soon. But Jesus knows that Jesus is going to die soon. So Jesus understands that this relationship with Mary is so much more important than the stuff that Martha is doing. What I want to do is wrap this all up with Christmas. When we look at this relationship between Jesus and Mary, 
I want you to look at your relationship with the people around you. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the doing stuff and being a Martha and being in the kitchen cooking or being the little Santa's helper and and wrapping all the presents and and doing all the Christmas lights and doing all of those different things. Those things are important and we need those things done. You know, if you don't have the presents wrapped, nobody can open them, right? We got to have those things done in order to be able to do what we need to do, but If you don't take the time to spend the time with your family and have that relationship and have that time with your family, if you don't take the time to spend the time with Jesus and have that relationship with your Lord and your Savior and understand what the real reason of Christmas is, you're missing the boat. You're missing the reason behind Christmas and Christmas is going to pass you by and it's just going to be a busy time of the year and you're going to not have any peace and it's just going to be chaos. And you know what? We have enough chaos and enough busyness, enough stuff going on that we don't need more busy chaos time. Y'all, I had to really say I was sorry to Jesus for focusing on all of the stuff. So for Lori Harp, I'm going to try really hard to focus on the people and the time spent with the people this year and not focus on all the stuff. I'm going to try really hard not to get my tinsel in a twist and not focus on the wrapping paper and getting the presents wrapped. And you know what? If I have to put all the presents in bags and they all have to be in bags this year, that's what I'm going to do. It's going to be okay if they're not perfectly wrapped with beautiful bows and it's going to be okay if that stuff is different this year because It doesn't matter about the wrapping. It matters about the time that I'm spending with the family. We lost my mom in 2020. And I'm not saying that to be dramatic or to make you guys feel bad. But when we lost my mom, I realized how important time with loved ones is. Because... Time with them is short, and although I had mom for a really, really long time, mom was almost 81 years old, or she was almost 82 years old, and I had her for a really long time, but no matter how long you have them, it's never long enough. I wish that I could have grabbed a little bit more time with her. My intent this year at Christmas is to grab as much time and as much memories as I can with the people around me and not pay attention to all the stuff. So this year, I pray that as you guys sit down to do all the busyness and all of your Christmas, that you take a moment and you think about Mary and Martha and you think about how important it is to have the relationship side of it and you let go a little bit of your Martha side and you lean a little bit in on your Mary side and you lean a little bit more in on spending time with those that you love and spending time with people that are important to you and let go of all of the things that need to be done. 
I pray that God blesses you in everything that you do and that you guys have a fabulous week this week. I am so thankful and grateful that you guys have spent time with me. I love you. Have a great week. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. If you want to stay in the know for all things Harp Ministries, check out our website at harpministries.org. In there, you'll see the latest episodes of Harp On It, upcoming events, and our newly released book entitled, How Can I Leap Tall Buildings When I Can't Get My Tights On? Thank you again for tuning in today. See y'all next week.